Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get the good newsletter. All the news they don't want you to hear and more. Let's get around big tech with the good newsletter. Stay in touch. Go to justinbarclay.com slash good news. That's justinbarclay.com slash good news. Get the good news today. Welcome into the after show. Yes, it is the show after the show. That's why we call it the after show. And, folks, it is jam-packed again today. Another big one for you. We got lots to talk about. Tomorrow, another big show. And I'll just do some housekeeping here because I know uh, you're going to want to see this. You're going to want to be a part of it. But uh, Attorney Thomas Renz, he was one of the folks that uh, was at the panel for uh, Senator Johnson uh, the other day in uh, DC and and this was the the uh, the covid pet talking about all the different things that were uh, that were that were very uh, concerning uh, this is military data whistleblower military data that's coming out of the increase in cases of adverse effects from the jab you you probably remember this uh, panel Thomas Renz said this data has been withheld from the public. I would not have allowed you to come. To yes, talk Senator. So we've got three whistleblowers who have given me permission at this point to share their name. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, DOMPH, Dr. Samuel Sigloff, and Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Peter Chambers, DO and flight surgeon. All three have, have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300 percent over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300 percent increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase. A so thousand. Ten, ten times. That's ten times rate and obviously that resonates. 83,000 per year. To, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year. 163,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, yeah. injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this. And, Senator, uh, when these doctors are attacked, not necessarily the people in this room, I'm not giving names, they call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. Senator, we also have... Uh, let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 9-28-2021, Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a defense, defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist, supposedly, and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date, and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of the unvaxxed. It's not you know, this is a, a, a five-hour hearing. I cannot stress this enough. You can go to Rumble and you can find the, the Senator Johnson's hearing. In fact, I, I think if you just type in Senator Johnson on Rumble, you'll be able to find it. Uh, but you, you can go and, and, and look this, this hearing up. It's five hours. Now look. Um, 
he's done two of these, I think. He did one back in November, and he's had another one. It's called COVID-19, a second opinion that just took place um, about a week or so back. Put that thing on. It's five and a half hours. That's a, Now, that's a commitment. If you're working, you know, you're you're doing something at your desk later today, put that thing on, let it roll, and just take a look. Matter of fact, one of the doctors there, Dr. Christina Parks from Michigan, um, we may be able to have her on again. We've had her on before. We may be able to have her on again next week to talk about what she talked about at the hearing. But put it on and take a listen to it. Number one, because you're going to hear the things that you're not hearing anywhere else. This is a, a, a sitting senator who held this uh, this panel. My question is, why aren't they doing this in full Senate committee hearings? Well, they're not allowed to. Democrats won't allow it. Why don't we have the truth? Why don't we have the information? Attorney Thomas Renz will join us tomorrow to talk about his part of this and... Uh, and shed some light on this. I don't know how many other, you know, I, I don't know if you call him mainstream, but I don't know how many other radio programs have had him on to talk about this. I I would hope that we will hear more and more. This is information that we ought to be able to hear. Um, as he pointed out, folks in the military, he believes, are being experimented on. And the price to pay for that is going to be very high. Not just in terms of their lives, obviously, which we should care about and be concerned with, but from a national security standpoint, we've got Biden out here chomping at the bit, wanting to get into a war with Russia. We've got China that's doing God knows what throughout the rest of the world. We got a commander in chief who looks, I mean, folks, I, I, at, at, the, at the, the nicest way to put this is weak. Um. It's just very concerning. And then our forces, are they going to be prepared? Are they ready to fight when they need to and because of this? But the questions, uh, I think, deserve to be asked and answered. So we'll get those tomorrow. Plus a gubernatorial candidate here in Michigan who actually had a a big event with President Trump yesterday at Mar-a-Lago. We'll find out how that went. This person will join us uh, tomorrow. I'll just tell you, it's Tudor Dixon. She'll join us tomorrow morning. I think that's going to be about 9.15. Still trying to work out the uh, time on some of this stuff. So lots of big things happening tomorrow. Make sure you're here with us as we dig into it. Now let's do the Rona report because it is it's a big one. I got lots of good news, and I want to get dig through it all. So let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... As I mentioned, big stories today. One of them, I think, ties in to what Thomas Wren said with the increase of cancers. Somebody asked us in the chat earlier today, and I thought it's a very good point and, and a very astute observation. Biden announced his big cancer moonshot initiative yesterday. And that was... It was when he forgot to put his mask on. Uh, it's crazy to, 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 to just to notice this, but yes, there he was uh, giving his speech, and then he forgot to put the the uh, mask back on at the end of it, uh, and had to be reminded by Senator Amy Klobuchar. Uh, anyway, Biden presents ambitious plan to cut cancer death rate in half, and part of what we talked about today on the show was the fact that when he ran for office, he told everyone he was going to shut down the virus. He was going to kill COVID. And in fact, uh, I don't think he could really make that point that he did. Now he says that same person who apparently failed there is going to take on cancer. And the, the person who was paying attention earlier in the in in the in the show on the behind the scenes live stream here in the chat made the point isn't that interesting we're hearing about increased cases of cancer uh because of the jab well folks i'll say whether it's the jab or the fact that people didn't weren't able to get treatment 
uh, over the last couple of years, and we're not sure, treatment or screenings or whatever it might be. There are a number of things that could be causing that. Whatever it is, don't you find that, is that timing not interesting? Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? It certainly is. By the way, we did have breaking news. Apparently Biden says the U.S. raid in Syria, they had a U.S. raid in Syria that killed an ISIS top leader. So when you want to shift the narrative, you start rattling the saber with Russia. You go take out an ISIS an ISIS terrorist that you probably knew where he was the entire time and finally decided to pull the trigger. And, and by the way, because remember what happened in Afghanistan, whether you actually get the guy or it's just, you know, 10 or so children that you kill, because that happened in Afghanistan. At least the headlines can move in your direction for a day or two. Residents and activists reported multiple deaths, including civilians from the U.S. counterterrorism raid in Syria. This is the uh, this is the breaking news. Now I don't. I'm just like kind of looking at it now. The leader of the violent Islamist state group was killed during an overnight raid in Syria's northwestern Idlib province. President Joe Biden said Thursday the raid targeted Abu Ibrahim Al Hashimi Al Qureshi. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, who took over as head of the group on October 31st, 2019, just days after leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi died during a U.S. raid in the same area. U.S. officials said he died as al-Baghdadi did by exploding a bomb that killed himself and members of his family, including women and children, as U.S. forces approached. He is also known as Amir Muhammad Saeed Abdul Rahman Al Mawa. I gotta tell you, it's not it's not easy. It's not because I'm looking at these names for the first time, folks. It's not easy with these names. This right here that you're getting. I mean, this is world class pronunciation broadcaster, world class broadcaster pronunciation. And this is a you're getting a like like an up close personal look at this. Okay, I joke, but it is tough with these names. Uh, the operation came as uh, IS has been uh, ISIS trying uh, for resurgence with a series of attacks in the region, including a 10-day assault late last month to seize a prison. U.S. Special Forces landed in helicopters and assaulted a, a house in the rebel-held corner of Syria, clashing for two hours with gunmen. Witnesses said residents described continuous gunfire and explosions that jolted the town of Etna near the Turkish border, an area dotted with camps for internally displaced people from Syria's civil war. Thirteen people have been killed, including six children and four women, they're saying. Anyway, that's some of the breaking news. Uh, and I do think it ties into our good news on COVID, the Rona report. Why is it good news? Well, I I've told you about this guy. Jeff Childers, he's an attorney out of Florida. He writes a newsletter, and in fact, you can get it on Substack, too. But he writes a newsletter that um, that I've been telling you about for a while now. Um, it's called Coffee and COVID. And uh, he, he's been talking for a while now about something he calls Narrative 2.0. In other words, the shift in the narrative. And you've started to see it in some places, in some ways. The yesterday's story that the lockdowns were virtually, they say, uh, ineffective. And I, I, I'd say that's I, I, that's actually putting it lightly. I do think it's good news that we're getting that story. But I think there's another way to write that headline, which is, you know, it looks like these lockdowns could have killed quite a few people. And did they do more damage than what they actually did help? The House Oversight Committee of Republicans giving uh, HHS, Health and Human Services, a February 16th deadline 
to turn over docs, documents, on funding for Wuhan lab and Fauci emails. On Wednesday, they called the Biden administration to hand over documents related to federal grant money provided to EcoHealth Alliance. You know, that's Peter Daszak's firm. Those are the folks that they, they think are were have been monkeying with the virus to create the gain of function. You know, no, that never happened. Senator, that's not what happened. That's not what that is. The very definition. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm a doctor. I wear my light, my white coat. You have to listen to me because, after all, I am the science. I am the science. I don't question the science. Follow the science. I am the science. Said Fauci, foaming at the mouth. A letter signed by ranking member James Comer from Kentucky to the other Republicans in the committee invoked federal law to have the National Institute of Health and Department of Health and Human Services turn over the documents which they had previously requested in July. The request went unanswered. Oh, so they're just allowed to hide from oversight? That request went unanswered, the Republicans said. A series of events documented in communications from February to April 2020 raised serious concerns about conflicts of interest and abuse of government resources. Rather than be transparent with committee Republicans, HHS and NIH have chosen to hide, obfuscate, and shield the truth. The stonewalling is particularly troubling considering NIH's direct involvement in responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. Lots. Lots of news there. Pfizer board members come out and said now it's time to consider dumping school mask mandates. Oh, a Pfizer board member. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hmm. Of course, this is former FDA Chair Scott Gottlieb who suggested the CDC should revise its COVID-19 mask rep- recommendation for schools. We're going to probably have to tolerate, he says, quote, and probably should a higher level of baseline spread at the point at which we consider withdrawing some of this mitigation. Gottlieb, who is currently a Pfizer board member, told CNBC on Wednesday, Pfizer recently indicated that it's seeking an emergency use authorization from the FDA to give COVID-19 jabs to children as as young as six months. That was the other story we had the other day that's just mind-blowing. Gottlieb added that if the federal government holds out and waits for 10 cases per 100,000 per day in most communities, we're probably going to be waiting until summer. Then, quote, we're going to lose the opportunity this spring to try to return some sense of normalcy in the schools. Well, what do they really want? They want those kids jabbed in the schools. But narrative 2.0 rolls on because politically, if you follow the same science and data they've been following, which is the political science and the polling data, uh, as uh, as Jeff makes the the point in this in this coffee and COVID newsletter, um, narrative 2.0 means a shift that Biden can come out. He says by March 1st when he gives a State of the Union and declare victory against COVID. And that shift things in the Democrats' favor when it comes to 2022, in the midterms, and beyond. And you know they are desperate. In fact, they are super desperate. How do we know this? The White House has come out against a guy who smokes weed in his podcast and saying that Spotify needs to take further action against Joe Rogan. Now, I'm just oversimplifying Joe Rogan. I mean, 
a little bit more to it. But when the White House is coming out against a guy who has got a podcast, you know you've got a problem. This is, again, government intervention. The government is asking Spotify. The federal government is asking Spotify to take action. Folks, and I know that folks on the left were like the other day, oh, this isn't First Amendment. In fact, one of their big arguments to combat the uh, story against Neil Young and Jody Mitchell and these folks who wanted to pull their music from Spotify, it's not, it's not First Amendment because it's not government. See, they just don't want their... Their information, they don't want their music, their art associated with that sort of platform. The people would normalize that and allow that sort of. He's killing people, Joe Rogan. So, hey, man, we, that's not cool, man. That's, that's what they were saying. Now, in fact, you have the federal government. And I would have made the case that before the federal government's tied into everything they're tied into big pharma, they're tied into big tech, they're tied into big corporations. And these folks who said back in the day that they were so against all of that, even though I think there's some question of the truth of that anyway, if you look into the real history of where some of these bands, the folks, people like Jimi Hendrix, where they came from, there's quite a bit of information on that. I'll save that for another time to suggest that they may have been involved in some government programs themselves. But I'll take the tinfoil hat and I'll put it away just for a little bit. But to say that Spotify, the federal government, reach out and say that Spotify needs to get rid of Joe Rogan or take further action against Joe Rogan is the very, the very dish definition of censorship and the First Amendment. They hid behind earlier, oh, the government's not involved. Now they are. Now they are. And they probably still don't care. They probably still don't care. Because none of this is about, when you have these conversations with people, it's not really about, like, the truth. What it's more about is defending their position and their opinions in the world. Donald Trump bad, okay? That's all they believe in. Orange man. Orange man bad. Trump's come out, matter of fact, and said we have to end the mandates. We have to end the mandates. Trump told former top aide Cash Patel on the Epic Times Cash's Corner. The interview will premiere on the 7th, epictv.com. He says they have to be ended and they shouldn't have started. Got more people coming out. Infection. Hospitalization gap narrows between unjabbed and jabbed, the new study says. Wait a minute. What? Now, we've heard. We know. Because they've been telling us the only people in the hospitals are the unjabbed. We know this. It just can't be true. Well, turns out, folks, this new study with actual numbers, the protection from vaccines against a virus that causes COVID-19 dropped following the emergence of the Omicron virus variant. But it held up better against hospitalization, according to a new study. While the Delta variant was still dormant in the United States, COVID-19 cases and hospitalization among unjabbed people were 3.8 times and 12.9 times. Respectively, those among jabbed people without a booster researches in California found the gap between the unjabbed and the jabbed people who received a booster was even wider. With unjabbed people experiencing infections 12.3 times and hospitalizations 83 times the rate of the metrics in the unjabbed or the jabbed and boosted group. However, the gap narrowed significantly after Omicron. Hmm. Omicron displaced Delta as the dominant strain of the country. The CCP virus, they say, causes COVID-19 and is also known as SARS-CoV-2, blah, 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 blah. Following that development, COVID-19 case incidence among the unjabbed was just two times higher than the jabbed, while hospitalizations incidence was 5.3 times higher. Compared to booster purses, unjabbed had 3.6 times higher case rates and 23 times higher hospitalizations rate. The study published at the CDC. Oh, More and more coming out. More and more coming out. I, I did say a while back, I think this Omicron has been, in some ways, I think, maybe possibly even a gift from God. 
you've got a you've got a, a virus who is it's, it's now mutated to where it's highly infectious but yet it's not as deadly and it's more the symptoms are along along the lines of a mild cold that's big have you seen the latest at CNN the guy who ran CNN, Jeff Zucker, is out. He is out. Apparently, there's some sort of sex scandal. Another one at CNN, folks. This is Narrative 2.0. Jeff makes the point. I thought this was kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, there are people that are dropping like flies. Saw Whoopi the other day. Dropping like flies. <laughs> Whoopi's out on The View. Rachel Maddow taking some time out. By the way, this is a flashback. How could, how could you have a talking head out there who was so wrong continue to be out in front of people with any shred of credibility at all? This is what she had to say a few months back about people who got the jab. Person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Folks, this is dangerous misinformation. How can MSNBC allow her? I mean, why is it the White House reaching out to the folks at MSNBC and saying, how can you allow her? We need further action. Further action must be taken. How can you allow her just to make these claims without evidence? Check out this wild headline yesterday from the Daily Mail in the UK. White House is terrified Biden, 79, will get COVID because it will show vaccines aren't fully effective and will be used against him after he promised, quote, to shut down the virus. The article explains the White House is taking extraordinary efforts to keep Biden from contracting COVID-19, such as denying water to anyone except Biden in meetings. What? So... This is so they can't pull their mask down. You're kidding me. Requiring everyone in his presence to wear N95s and keeping Biden more than more than how many feet? More than 10 feet away from everyone else in a room. The mail explained a, quote, breakthrough case could erode public confidence in the shots and be used as political cudgel against the president who was elected to bring an end to the pandemic. No, people are already getting the breakthrough cases. They already know. But it would be something if he got it, wouldn't it? It would be the ultimate. And I, I look, I pray for the man. I hope that he doesn't. If he does, I hope that he just has mild symptoms, and I hope it's not a problem. Um, but Jeff goes on to make the point. Can public confidence in the shots possibly be eroded any further? Biden spoke at National Governors Association dinner at Mount Vernon the other day, but not did not stay to eat, according to the mail. The article also shed some light on Narrative 2.0. The Mail reported that for months, Biden aides have fretted that people who are most protected against COVID-19 remain the most cautious, a dynamic they view as a drag on the nation's economic and psychological recovery. Oh. Oh, you don't say. <sighs> Speaking of which, the man is, uh, as we speak, talking at... Um, I guess at the White House about this raid in Syria. Let's see if uh, maybe I can bring you a little bit of that and if it's even worth listening to. Let's take a listen to. to uh... Oh, they just cut it off. They cut it off. He just walked out. So he's going to take any uh, any any questions. We're involved, sir. Mr. President. Just a statement. No questions from uh, the president of the White House calling him a major terrorist. Special Forces operation hitting a target overnight in Syria. Uh, the president referred to him as Haji Abdullah. Apparently he had a number of names he went by, considered the current leader of ISIS. Quote, he chose to blow himself up and not just the third floor of that building. End quote. ISIS has directed terrorist ago. operations Stay targeting to Americans, news. our allies and our partners, and countless civilians in the Middle East, Africa, and in South Asia. Haji Abdullah oversaw the spread of ISIS-affiliated terrorist groups around the world after savaging communities and murdering innocents. He was responsible for the recent brutal attack on a prison in northeast Syria holding ISIS fighters. 
which was swiftly addressed by our brave partners in the Syrian Democratic Forces. He was the driving force behind the genocide of the Yazidi people in northwestern Iraq in 2014. We all remember the gut-wrenching stories, mass slaughters that wiped out entire villages, thousands of women and young girls sold into slavery, rape used as a weapon of war. And thanks to the bravery of our troops, this horrible terrorist leader is no more. Our forces carried out the operation with their signature preparation and precision, and I directed the Department of Defense to take every precaution possible to minimize civilian casualties. All right. Knowing that... No. <clears throat> I am glad that uh, apparently there weren't any casualties as, as far as our forces are concerned. That's the report we're hearing right now, so thankful for that. Um, and thankful that uh, an evil man is gone, but boy, oh boy, interesting timing, isn't it? Boy, everything is narrative 2.0 now, isn't it? <laughs> Jim just said, you had a good show going till now, Justin. Tell me about it. Some things I cannot, cannot control. But I had to cut him off. I couldn't give you. I wasn't going to let him go the whole time. Just wanted to see what exactly he was, he was up to. Um, there's more good news in the Rona Report before we move on. Uh, and uh, more on the truckers coming up here in just a second. But uh, this, this is another piece of very weird information that was brought up in that newsletter today. Yesterday, George Soros was speaking at a conservative think tank advocating for free markets and calling for President Xi to be replaced. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? I did. I saw, and boy, and he did not look good. Uh, this George Soros, I know he's kind of a boogeyman in a lot of ways, but and he's spooky. He's spooky, dude. He is. He's like a Bond villain. Soros did speak yesterday, and there's a there's a video clip that I saw uh, yesterday, and boy, oh boy. He's like looking down to read his notes. It is. He's, he's, uh, he may be just a little bit more coherent than Biden, but here's just a little bit of that clip. You can see what he had to say, and I'll give you the footnote. China is facing an economic crisis centered on the real estate market, which has been the main engine of growth ever since Xi Jinping came to power in 2013. The model on which the real estate boom is based is unsustainable. People buying apartments have to start paying for them even before they are built. So the system is based on credit. Local governments derive... I just play you that because I want you to see like what his, what his state is. I do think it's important. But the question is, this guy is the one that's backing all the AGs. In fact, he's giving money to Governor Whitmer. He's the one that's backing the lawlessness in America. He wants a collapse in America. But now, all of a sudden, he's afraid of Xi Jinping? Calling for free markets and wants Xi replaced. Interesting. Later in the day, Jeff Zucker from CNN abruptly resigned. Joining pro-lockdown news fixtures Rachel Maddow and Whoopi Goldberg, who both stepped out of this week. CNN's Don Lemon has also now been targeted with the stale accusations that he could lead to his departure. Um, Zucker claims he was resigning due to, and Jeff says, I'm now making this up, undisclosed consensual romantic relationship with a woman in the office he'd been dating for years that everyone already knew about. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He should have just said he wanted to spend more time with his family. It's almost certain Zucker has been forced out for some reason. In fact, he says, I'm not the only one who thinks that. Fox News reported that a CNN insider called the story BS. 
saying, quote, I think it's absurd that he has to leave because of it. And I just played you that clip from Rachel Maddow earlier. Some of the strange things that are happening. I would say these are pieces of this are good news. Folks, I think they're things to celebrate. A story that um, I can't call good news because I don't want to see this happen to anybody. But it does have people asking questions. He's a young man. Senator uh, Ben Ray, is it Lujan or Lujan? Had a stroke. Now he's a very, a very, um, I think when I look at him, I think he looks like a young man. But I don't know. Maybe he is older. He's maybe 50s. 50s, maybe 60. I don't know. How old is the guy? Here's a picture of him. You could tell what they're most concerned with right now. Maybe there is some positive here. His stroke may limit Democrats' options in the evenly divided Senate, they say. Of course, it's always about politics. Forget the man who I'm sure is double and triple jabbed, had a stroke. Nothing to see here. But, uh, oh, he's 49. There you go. 49. That's a young, that's a young age. Looks pretty healthy. I don't know. But the, uh, the biggest piece of this, suffering a massive stroke late last week, had surgery for it. It included removing part of his skull to relieve pressure. Fortunately, the surgery was effective and he's expected to make a full recovery. In Coffee and COVID, he makes the point in his newsletter. It's so odd, though, and tragic that such a young, healthy man would experience something like this, which is usually seen in the frail and elderly. I wonder what could have caused it. He says, probably we'll never know. Of course, that's as we continue to hear more of these strokes and medical issues in people that are young. How many strange deaths have we seen lately? Nothing to see here. So the other point here is uh, with his, with the senator out, uh, Democrat senator out for recovery from his surgery, Republicans presently hold a one-vote majority in the Senate. It's ironic in some ways. <clears throat> you know, that's what they're concerned about mostly there at Vox I think was the was the uh, publication that was talking about that so the censors have apparently lifted the embargo on flu comparisons story after story compares COVID mortality to flu rates for example the UK Telegraph printed a, a, a story yesterday titled COVID is becoming as lethal as flu you and I both know we, we could have been canceled for that. Let me just see if I can find that real quick. Let me see if I can even find that story. Is it possible? There's a Facebook, Telegraph. Uh, it's, 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 like, it's like nothing. Look, there's like two things up here. Okay, maybe we'll show you some things. Hmm. You put the actual headline in it. I can't even find it. On, on All these other stories. All right, well, let's just try DuckDuckGo then. I always like to start with Google because I want to see where they're going. And then you try DuckDuckGo. See if they can find it. COVID is becoming less lethal or as lethal as flu. Hmm. Nope. Can't pull it up either place. Let's see if I can get you on. Hang on. That was that was without the quotes. Let's see the quotes. Is this one going to give it to us? No, that's from 2018. He knows it's from the Telegraph, though. Do you see how strange this is? 
Let's just, just show you this. This is Google. This is how Google operates. It knows it's from the Telegraph because it linked me to a story at the Telegraph. Two of them. All I've put in here is the headline and in quotes. So it knows it's there, and then it's just the Telegraph News. But it won't give us the actual story. Let's see if I can get, get to it by putting that up. Now, is COVID really more deadly than the flu? It was until, okay, so maybe they changed the article headline. COVID really deadly flu, Omicron came along. Let's see, what's it say? Oh, now I got to st oh, start my free trial to read the story. Okay, well, you get the point. COVID is becoming as lethal as flu. And what they mean by that is, is it is now in this, along the same lines. And he makes the point, that kind of talk used to get you canceled. Now it's everywhere. Weird. Sweden and Switzerland have announced they're joining Norway, Finland, Ireland, Denmark, and the U.K. in ending all COVID restrictions. It's spreading. That, what he calls narrative 2.0. Folks, there's something to that, and we will keep an eye on it. I think there's a lot more to be said, and of course, there is more good news. Things are breaking loose. COVID, in a lot of ways, is crumbling. The charade, the facade anyway, that's, that's all crumbling. What kind of crazy story about Facebook today, too. I got to check, check where they're at now that the market's open, but they were down big time pre-market, pre-the-open this morning. Very interesting. I'm going to get to that story first. Uh, this from CNN, this guy. This guy is a weasel. There's really no other way to put it. Brian Stelter is a weasel. Here he is weaseling on about CNN President Jeff Zucker. And, of course, the latest. Well, as I said, golf to this memo, uh, um, according to the memo here, it was a consensual relationship that evolved in recent years and that they and he did not disclose it. And thus, that's why he's resigning. I've just received, Kate, while we're speaking here, a, a statement from Allison Gullist as well. As I said, Gullist, the top marketing executive for CNN, she's remaining with the company. And here's what she says, quote, Jeff and I have been close friends and professional partners for over 20 years. Recently, our relationship changed during COVID. Hmm. I regret that we didn't disclose it at the right time. Uh, Gullis going on to say, I'm incredibly proud of my time at CNN and look forward to continuing the great work we do every day. To this memo, uh, um, according to the memo, yeah, here, she was, it was a consensual locked down with uh, Zucker. Do you think that's what happened? From a Zucker to a Zuckerberg. Yeah, Facebook is taking the pounding today. Let me see if I can't find. Uh, let me see, though, if I, if I can find the, the latest numbers on Facebook. They say, uh, and the reason is, because apparently they've got some really bad numbers coming in. Uh, I think one of them is TikTok, the, the app made in China, the China app. Trump warned you about it, says stay away from that TikTok. <laughs> right? Uh, I'm on the TikTok. There's a lot of interesting things happening on the TikTok, but I got to tell you, man, I, th I do think it's a dangerous app. I do think it's a dangerous app. I go back and forth on it. I watch it, look at it. I want to study it. The algorithm, I think, is very fascinating. I think they, I think it has the ability to do some good in some ways, but I also think it has the ability to do some very, very bad things. But the story on Facebook is that uh, folks aren't paying enough attention anymore to Facebook. They lost daily users for the first time ever last quarter. And that, I believe, is what's causing the, uh, the issues now with Facebook in, uh, in, in the market. Let's see what the stock is doing this morning. Oh, yeah, because it's not Facebook anymore. It's Meta, right? Here's the story. Facebook shares plummet 23% after reporting weak guidance. 
Since its inception, Facebook user growth has essentially been up and to the right, but on Wednesday, it's reported its first ever quarterly decline of daily users. Now, don't you think it's fascinating that they just changed the company's name and Zuckerberg's come out and saying, oh, we're going to be switching to this metaverse thing now and we're called meta. Everybody call us meta. And now if you've looked at this metaverse, I mean, I know what they want to do and, and where they want us going. But at the end of the day, Isn't it something? You know, they, they do want us in some sort of virtual world, right? So we're not paying attention to all the chaos and insanity they're creating in the, in the now. But they want us in a virtual world. This story, Facebook shares plummet 23% after reporting weak guidance. Shares of Facebook parent Meta plunged Thursday after the company forecasted weaker than expected revenue growth in the next quarter. The company blamed privacy changes to Apple's iOS. Now, th th this is, I, I will say this is something that, uh, let me get that ad out of here. This is something that is uh, a possibly part of this. Apple has new privacy stuff that they just will not allow certain things to be tracked. And I think that's great, by the way. But that's part of Facebook's business model is taking your attention and... basically selling it i mean they 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 commodify your your attention right it's crazy but true look how creepy this is is this even real it looks it looks fake but it might be supposed to, i don't know what look at that i mean i don't even know when when zuckerberg like if it's a real zuckerberg if it's like a a fake zuckerberg are we getting a clone is this a clone zuckerberg is you say Zuckerberg in the metaverse? What do we got here? And then here's Jim Cramer. This Yahoo came out the other day. I have full faith and total uh, total faith in CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Uh-huh. So there is some of this with the privacy. Yes, that's part of it. But the other thing, and I think it's more this is more impactful, is that the actual people are spending less time on Facebook. And the other thing, folks, let's 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 be completely honest with it. You you're here with me. Many of you are on Facebook watching this right now, the behind-the-scenes live stream. And, you know, you, you know Facebook is actively trying to censor you. It's not just me. It's you. I mean, it's, it, it, you, you post something. It could be something silly that means nothing and has no political... They're all trying to censor things that you see. You could get fact-checked on some of the dumbest, most irrelevant things. Some of this, I believe, is really good news. I mean, I love the fact that you and I can stay connected here on Facebook. But we can do that on Rumble, and we can do that other places, too. In fact, we're working on some of that ourselves here, building something that... Um, that I think that will be all sort of a all-in-one, self-contained, let's just put it. So we don't have to depend on anybody else. There will be no censoring. I can tell you that much. We will not be taken down off our own platform. So anyway, isn't it something? These folks, and they're, they're, they're culpable... Election integrity, they are culpable with what happened in 2020. And they ought to be held accountable, it looks like they might be in some ways doing themselves in. They're eating themselves. Other social media stocks were down Thursday, too, along with Facebook's. Isn't that something? Folks, you're going to have to pay more for your Starbucks. You know, it's so funny. I saw CNN put this up today, and I thought, you people. Starbucks raising its prices again. And I say again because I believe it's like the second time in just a matter of months. 
Starbucks to hike prices to offset inflation lowers profit guidance. That's according to Reuters. Starbucks is planning even more price hikes this year. That's CNN. Starbucks to raise prices, blaming inflation. It's third price hike. Oh, I didn't know it's third. Since October. The third price hike since October, according to CBS. Wow. Now, it's important because, folks, everything costs more. You know, we were out looking at something. I'm going out shopping today, too. I'll look around and, and give you a, a, a heads up when I come back tomorrow. But uh, there you have it. Starbucks is planning to hike its prices this year. It costs everything going up. Everything. You cannot outrun it. It's Inflation is it's everywhere. And they kind of laughed it off at CNN this morning in their newsletter. Oh, yeah, but still everybody's going to just still drink their coffee because we're addicted. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How many people have pulled out and say they don't want to go to Starbucks? They won't go there anymore. Terry says, what's a Starbucks? Lori, I won't go to Woke Bucks anymore. <laughs> or anyway, she said. Yeah, no, I think the interesting point, and it's not whether you drink Starbucks or not, really, it's the cost of everything is going up. And imagine this, the most woke of the woke, the left-leaning of the lefties, who do go for their chai, latte, whatever it is. And folks, if you enjoy that, that's fine. I'm not. But I am saying that even those folks are getting hit with the inflation. So you know, narrative 2.0, things have to shift. Yeah. I, I'm not if I don't really I look let me let me tell you I'm not a coffee snob people this is Pam makes a great point support your local coffee shops small business I am not a coffee snob I drink here's not I drink my coffee black if I ever get something from Starbucks it's usually an iced tea I just like iced tea and it, and and uh, they have good iced tea but you know who has really good iced tea too Duncan, I like Duncan. I think Bigby is a local. Uh, we've had Bigby before here. I think that they got the good iced. I like iced tea, um, especially during. But I do when I drink coffee. Nine times out of ten, I drink my own coffee. Is I make it? I make it at home and drink it. And I don't get all crazy with the you know, French press and all that. I just like a good coffee. I don't get, you know, snobby about it. Um, I don't know that I could tell. Now, I'm sure there's probably you get all into that. That's fine. There's probably some differences. I don't know. But uh, I make my own coffee at home, and I like it strong. And that's how I roll. I, I don't need to go to S Starbucks and then tip somebody for pouring a coffee that's already pre-made. No, no, no. So, you, you, you know, that's, that's how I... And I don't get into the fancy drinks. I know uh, uh, my wife loves all that stuff, um, although she's been very, like, health conscious lately, so she's getting different things. Uh, Starbucks is um, on the list, I'm sure, but, you know, there are alternatives. I think we all got tricked into this whole fancy drink thing and the Starbucks thing. I think there's I, – I, I really do. I don't – I just – I the amount of money – that they charge for some of this stuff. I'll give you an example. I know for like an iced tea, and it doesn't matter where you go, they want four bucks or five bucks. Actually, the amount of money for anything right now is crazy. But the amount of money that they want for it, crazy. And then um, if you ever get it and look at it and see how much ice is inside of it, and that's probably any drink you go to any place. So I, you know what else I do? I say light ice. Judy says Tim Hortons is better. I saw something 
weird about Tim Hortons the other day. I don't remember what it is, but it was something woke about Tim Hortons the other day. I can't remember, but we don't have Tim Hortons here anymore. We, we, I, I think, I mean, there might be one still around. We used to have them, but they kind of got ran out of town. I don't know why. They just, I, I guess the manager, this is weird. We had a Duncan by us too, and it got ran out. Um, but folks, Herman's Boy in Rockford, yeah, they they got great coffee, Karen. They really do. Um, Ferris makes good coffee. Brian likes the McCafe. I can't. I I remember my my parents having coffee at McDonald's, but I can't tell you the last. And I have a cousin who likes to go there. And there's a drink that he loves from there that's that's perfect that he that he loves. But I'm so simple on my coffee. My dad, I grew up my watching my dad drank the uh, he jumped the sugar and everything in, and my mom just drank it black. And for whatever reason, I got used to just drinking it, but I never used to like coffee. I used to hate it. My brother would love it. He would eat coffee ice cream. But I was never a fan uh, of coffee. In fact, when I was getting up early to do the morning shows that I would do back in the day when I worked on like a, you know hit music radio that type of thing rock radio I I would I would have like Mountain Dew I'm surprised I'm still alive but I would have like Mountain Dew and and slam that in the morning get me up and going that was what I drank I never liked the coffee but this, this as I got older I just kind of got into it. And I'll tell you what it is for me anyway. And I think this is probably what it is for a lot of us. Yes, the caffeine, your body's getting some of that. It goes, ooh, I like this juice, right? But I think at the end of the day, I really like the uh, sort of the, the routine or the ritual of having the coffee. It's, it's warm. You kind of just sip on it, and I'll drink it in the morning when I'm reading. Or, and then in the afternoon, if I need a little pick-me-up or something, I have a little something, and and that's about it. Jeff says, $1,000 MacBook and $12 coffee. You don't know how tough these people have it nowadays. <laughs> Paula, maybe that was it. She said as she heard Tim Hortons wouldn't serve the truckers. Well, you know what? Forget them. Did all Duncan go under? No, they didn't. Uh, uh, Jenny, I just had Duncan the other day, actually. They got a new one in our town. It's it's on the other side from us, but by our church. So we had that the other day. And I liked it. I, I thought it was good. Monica says, no, no, it was just a rumor that the Tim Hortons wouldn't serve the truckers, but someone else that worked at a Tim Hortons said that wasn't true, so I don't know. You know, that's the other thing with these places. Who knows what some of this stuff, and whether, and, and if I can boycott everybody, boy, that's going to be a, that's going to be hard. Now, I will certainly make my, my choices based on some of those. Some of those. Okay, I got a video... I got to play this, a college professor who is just, I mean, it's, it's, um, folks, you talk about some crazy stuff. These people are so crazy. They don't realize how crazy they are. And then I got to wrap this up because I got stuff I got to do today and we got a meeting popping up here. So let me get to that. But this is a college professor. I don't know how the guy's still allowed to, to speak. Or not speak, but teach. I don't know how he's still employed, but listen to what this guy has to say about abusing children. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A, a very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that it is, in fact, wrong. I think this is a mistake, right. and I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. Imagine that an adult... This this guy says it's not wrong for an adult to sleep with a child? This story is, I, I think, it, it just barely starting to scratch the surface, but it's a professor who says... An adult wanting to have sex with a kid is, is, is accepted as being wrong, but, quote, it's not obvious to me that it is, in fact, wrong. And apparently he teaches at 
Is it SUNY? Fredonia. Fredonia. Not sure exactly where that is. Fredonia.edu. State University of New York, Fredonia. And he is uh, he's gainfully employed. That is, as of now, the guy also wrote a piece on why Americans shouldn't be grateful to veterans. Now, look, you can be as dumb as you want. You really can. I'm not for canceling people. I don't, I don't care who you are. But I think this guy maybe canceled himself. Now, this sort of thing, it, it, it's, it's, it's probably going to be widely accepted. This is from Libs of TikTok on Twitter, by the way. Some of the, some of the best stuff comes from these guys. Look at, the, look at what he wrote here. Abstract. Non-forcible adult child sex is thought to be morally wrong in part because it's non-consensual. In this paper, I argue against this notion. In particular, I reject accounts of the moral wrongfulness of child, adult child sex. The rest on the absence of consent concerns about adult exploitation of children and the existence of a morally primitive duty against such sex. This guy. He suggests that we don't know if sex with a minor is good or bad, so therefore it shouldn't be banned or condemned. I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can make that determination. If we're in the area of legislation rather than morality, here's a rule of thumb. If you don't know whether something has expected good or expected bad consequences, the thumb on the scale should go to liberty. I bet he's a big proponent of liberty in all other areas, too, isn't he? I bet he's a big proponent of freedom of choice when it comes to whether or not people should get the jab or not. I bet he's a, a big uh, proponent of folks being able to worship the, the way they'd like to. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. You notice it's these people only support liberty when it comes to certain situations. Professor Stephen Kirshner is his name. Uh, you, you ought to look up this entire link. In fact, I'll post it on the, uh, the, it's just, it goes on and on and on and on. In fact, he's written a book. Uh, I put this up in the stack, but he's written a book, Pedophilia and Adult Child Sex, a Philosophical an Analysis. Or is this the the the, uh, the full book? Yeah, it's that. Uh, A child cannot consent. It's absolutely disgusting. Some of the things that these people come up with, but this is, by the way, this is where they're they're headed. This they're they normalizing and whatnot. They always talk about we can't normalize this. Well, speaking of which, this is what they want to normalize, folks. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan's got to be censored at all costs. He's saying things that are killing people. Yet this guy can write books about it and still be employed. <sighs> anyway, take a look at that. We'll put that up on the stack. Lots of other good things as well. And, yes, good news. Good news. I promise. Folks, you can uh, have at it. This is probably to give you a good laugh on the way out so you don't, you're don't you not left with such a bad taste in your mouth, I'll say. A major fight broke out at the, not the OK Corral, folks. No, the Golden Corral. Oh, the Golden Corral fist fight. Really? Look at this. I'm throwing the chairs. There's a. I mean, this is something, folks. This is the Golden Corral. Uh, was this in Alabama? Look at the lights flying. They've got they've got the high chairs up in the air. One man was mad that he apparently got his steak before the other man at the buffet, and folks are fighting at the Golden Corral over steak. Now, look, I mean, it may be a time that I can understand a fight over a steak. But this is, look, they're still throwing chairs. It's crazy. Look at that. I can't tell you the last time I went to a Golden Corral, but they are tasty. 
you got a buffet there, quite a selection, and you can get a steak? My goodness, folks. My goodness. Look at the aftermath of that melee. The aftermath. It is unbelievable. <sighs> well, that's all I got for you today. Hopefully that leaves a little better taste in your mouth than what we were just talking about. I don't know what to say anymore, man. Holy cow. Tomorrow's a great show, by the way. You're going to hear from... Uh, of course, Tudor Dixon, who was down at Mar-a-Lago at an event. She's running for governor. She's down there with uh, President Trump. The latest on that, what he had to say, and of course, we'll get it all tomorrow morning on uh, West Michigan Live. Plus, you'll hear from Attorney Thomas Rentz, who talked about those whistleblowers from the military and the numbers, all during that uh, Senate panel, uh, or, or panel by Senator Ron Johnson last week. He'll talk about the latest and why they're so concerning coming up tomorrow morning on West Michigan Live. Folks, still time to get in and grab your tea. Support the truckers. They're going to send some of those proceeds to uh, the attorneys, it looks like, who are helping the attorneys in the case where they are at the standoff in Alberta. Let freedom roll. Grab your tea at justinbarkley.com. That's it, folks. Make it a great day. God bless. Are you on the new year, new you path? Well, if you promised yourself you're going to make some changes, I get it. I understand. Maybe things get in the way. I've been there before. Maybe now's the time to take a step in the right direction. Yes, 96 pounds down. I dropped the weight, and you can do it too. What's my secret? It's just a little supplement I take. It cuts my appetite. It cups my cravings, and it gives you a little boost. So you can take on the things that you want to take on. For me, that looked just like you know, rolling around on the floor with my little girl. She's just over a year old now, and she's so precious. Every day there's something new, and I want to be there for her every day, and I want to be healthy. And, folks, I, I don't know about you, but after everything we've seen over the last couple of years, I, I, I got to tell you, I value my health more than ever before. Want to know what my secret is? Go find out. They've got a seven-day uh, trial kit you can get and see if it's a fit for you. It's just 29 bucks, and of course, you can get it for seven days. Try it out. Go to justinbarclay.com slash mysecret. That's justinbarclay.com slash mysecret to see if it'll work for you today like it has for me and countless of my friends who've lost hundreds of pounds. Justinbarclay.com slash mysecret. Give it a shot today. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.